2: Let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline. Let's talk to Atlanta Falcons digital managing editor, Scott Bear, joining us here this evening. He's on Twitter at Scott Baer NFL. Scott, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show with me tonight.
3: Yeah, man, thank you so much for for uh, having me. It's uh, It's been an interesting first four games to the season, two and two. Uh, some definite bright spots, some definite uh, pain points as the Falcons move forward to play the Texans on Sunday.
2: So I I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I don't want to get into changing quarterbacks and firing coaches and all this stuff because I know that's the narrative going around from fans and stuff like that. But here's a couple of my frustrations. We have 119 pass attempts to, uh, I believe it's 113 rushing uh, attempts. And, again, I know – the way things dictate whether you're behind or this, that, or the other, but that doesn't feel like a recipe for success for this team. When I don't care if it is only six more passing attempts, that just doesn't feel like a formula for success for what this team wants to do. It is absolutely not. And I think that we've seen over the course
3: of the last two games, exactly why that's not working, because right now The Lions and Jaguars said, we're going to sell out, stop the run, and see if you can beat us. And the answer has been no, twice to this point. I think in terms of a game going according to plan, you look at that Carolina game, right? And they were able to run a bunch and run consistently and then get up by two scores in the fourth quarter and let Grady Jarrett and David Onyemata and Bud and Calais, get after the quarterback, right? And that's when the Falcons can be at their best. But they've been operating with these negative game scripts that that aren't playing to their strengths. Now, I, I'm also with you, Chuck, that I, I think we can't just say, oh, they were behind so they have to pass. Because go back to the Cleveland Browns game last year. With, with that famous Arthur Smith, we're going to run the blank out of the football. Mm-hmm. And then they ran the ball 10 times, down two scores, and ended up winning that game. They, I, I, I agree with you that they, that pass-to-run ratio needs to be more skewed. And balance is good, but play to your strengths, especially coming off of a two-game losing streak, heading into a uh, game with the Texans that look a lot tougher than they did on paper a couple months back.
2: So this is one of my other frustrations. And, again, when you're asking, which, look, by and large, you know, there's I, – I know he had four games last year, and I know. But, again, he's a – he's basically – I don't want to say a rookie, but he's, he's a very young quarterback. We're 22nd in the NFL in average starting field position for drives on offense. I think it's the 27.1-yard line. That's another thing that you're asking a young quarterback, an inexperienced quarterback, to drive almost 75 yards for touchdowns on a regular basis. That's also not a formula for success.
3: Yeah, but part of that is the offensive component, right? If you're going three and out and you're gaining five net yards in the first quarter like they did against Jacksonville, you don't have the opportunity to flip the field like Jacksonville does because Bradley Pinion is a good punter. He has a big leg. I think special teams coverage is good. And defensively, they're playing. It's not bend, but don't break. But they're willing to give up yards. And then they stand tall at very important moments. And But I do agree with you. That field position plays into this. But that's also like the need for first downs. The need for staying on schedule. Those types of things all go into this issue. Because right now, With the way that the Falcons are starting slow, if you start quick, if you look at the 49ers or the Eagles, and they can jump on top of people, they are applying pressure. Over the last two games, the Falcons are absorbing pressure and and falling into these uh, boxes uh, that they're having to try to punch their way out of. And that's not a recipe for long-term success, especially against top-tier teams. Let's be honest. Jacksonville, Detroit. Very good. I think we're going to see them in late January. Can the Falcons join them? That's going to depend on their ability to get right, even if it's not scoring touchdowns every time, but it's cre- it's generating first downs, getting the ball downfield, and to your point, playing that special teams game where Desmond Ritter doesn't have to go 75 yards every time. Because, if, again, if you go back to that Panthers example of a good game, Jesse Bates gave them good field position time and time again, and that's, wh- that's when they scored their touchdowns.
2: AtlantaFalcons.com digital managing editor Scott Baer joining us here on the waitfor.com hotline. So, and again, I'm going to tie this stat into it. You know, the other thing, too, is that the Falcons have given up the second most sack yardage in the league at 119 yards. That's a lot of yards to have given up in the NFL through four games. And, again, I don't know if it's a matter of, again, we can talk about whether Desmond Ritter needs to just – one read, throw it. Does he need to use his legs a little bit more? Does he need, again? I don't know. I don't know what all of the answers are, Scott. But I know when I look at some of these numbers, you can't give up the second most sack yards in the league and think you're going to have good field. So that's the other part is too. You're not going to have good field position when you give up that many yards, just wasted yards, and it just kind of all compounds to just the idea of this offense getting ahead of the chains and just trying to, trying to at least, you know, stay on course, even if you're not picking up third downs, you can't go from second and nine to third and 19 and then take another sack and, and you know, on fourth and 21 have to punt. Here's the
3: reason why I'm enjoying this conversation right now, because it's so easy to scream start Taylor Heineke for as loud and for as long as you possibly can. But I, I, the stats that you're bringing up here, I think, are nuanced. Because if you look at the structure of this offense, right, with the skilled players that they have brought in and drafted and the amount of investment they've put into their offensive line with one major goal in mind in 2023, make life easy on your young, essentially a rookie quarterback, right? And these stats that you're bringing up are making it harder on your young quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And making his, making him have to press the ball downfield, making him have to go to your point third and nine or third and 11, right? And those types of issues, we can add penalties in there as well. We've seen some penalties from offensive linemen like, like Chris Lindstrom that are very uncharacteristic. That, again, sets them back. Uh, I brought up negative game scripts, right? Like not being able to start quickly. It's making life just not exponentially harder but just a little bit harder on a young quarterback that has been a notoriously slow starter in terms of within games even when he was in college he's known as a gamer he's got a bunch of fourth quarter comebacks he's played well at home we know all those stats right but to make life easier on this quarterback if that's the ultimate goal of what they've done they haven't done a good enough job of it right and they are two and two and I think that if you were to go back to April or May and take a look at the schedule and say two and two against this competition, like you would absolutely take that. But now that we're in the thick of it, maybe you would have wanted more because the talent on this roster, especially offensively, suggests a dynamic quality that we just haven't seen yet.
2: Scott, here's another number that has me a little bit concerned. The first two weeks in their wins, they gave up 53.9% completion percentage. And I know that they, they went up against a guy making his first-ever start in the NFL and a guy making his third start in the NFL. But the last two weeks, they've given up 71.4% completion percentage. I don't care if you're a rookie. I don't care if you're a 40-year veteran at quarterback. If you allow NFL quarterbacks to complete almost three out of four passes – in a game, that's also not a recipe for success. Again, besides turnovers, I mean, you know, is there concerns about the pass defense?
3: Yeah, I would say that we've seen this pass rush get activated um, at times, and it it has looked really good. I think maybe it hasn't been as consistent enough, but when it comes down to it, is this – like? what's the identity of this defense going to be and what are they willing to give you to not give up big time explosives. Now I know Calvin Ridley just caught a 30 yard touchdown pass and Sam Laporta caught one for 45 yards on what I believe were coverage miscommunication, get things down. Right. Mm -hmm. But the thing I, the thing that I, I agree that that stat is troubling, but what I like about this defense is that when it, ma- I wish I had their third down conversion rate in front of me, but I don't. But when it matters most, they have showed up time and time again. Two major fourth downs, one against Jacksonville, one against Green Bay. They show up and make those stops, and I think that that veteran presence to perform well under pressure is important. To your point, could they be a little stingier? Yeah, absolutely. I I think that we've seen times where their interior run defense, for all the talent that's in the middle with Grady and – David Onyemata and Caden Ellis, that they could be a little bit tougher there. Um, That that completion percentage, to be honest with you, I didn't know that. That's a bit troubling. But I think that as we look at this defense as a whole, I'm not as concerned about that number as I am about some of the other numbers that you brought up to this point because of their clutch performance that I think has held up and ultimately kept points off the board. They held the Jacksonville Jaguars from a defensive perspective to 16 points. That's pretty good, right? They held Detroit to 20, right? And they got a takeaway. That's good. But so I'm not as concerned about this one as I am about the other ones that you brought up.
2: So last question for you, Scott. I I said this about the game against Bryce Young to open up the season, and and I'll say it again. You have to make young quarterbacks uncomfortable. And I think that this is a game where the defense really has to dictate things. I, I think you have to... Get creative and get pressure, and if you can't always do it with four, again, I'm not saying blitz on every down or anything like that, but you have to make young quarterbacks uncomfortable. That's the thing that always gets young quarterbacks at the end of the day, and I think this game is really, again, if, if they allow a C.J. Stroud to complete 75% of his passes, I mean, they allowed Trevor to complete 77%, if they allow that, this is a kid that's going to pick you apart. And and I just think that this defensive front especially has to really dictate things to the Texans' offense.
3: Yeah, I think that, I think that that's true. And I think that it's going to be harder against Stroud than it was against Young. What's the best time to see a rookie quarterback
2: yep. in his
3: first week ever one. NFL yep. game, yep. right? Yep. That's when you want to see him. He's going to be tougher in week 15 I think when they play Carolina again CJ Stroud this isn't my thought it was something that I read but somebody likened him to a young ace pitcher a guy that in the seventh inning with runners on second and third he's going to paint the corner right this is a paint the corner type of quarterback so if you have to deal with that you have to make him uncomfortable the one thing that I would like to emphasize as we talk about some of these uh, troubling trends over the last two weeks and what needs to happen against Houston, unlike the last couple years, we're not talking about a talent issue, right? Right. We're not saying the the Falcons aren't talented enough at corner to be able to lessen or uh, in the pass rush to lessen their ability to drop that completion percentage number there is and the reason why I bring this up is that if you want to confuse a young quarterback if you want to make him uncomfortable the Falcons have weapons to do it Caden Ellis for a middle linebacker who has a lot of responsibilities very good at coming forward Richie Grant, as we saw in some of these three safety packages, becomes an extra linebacker, almost like a Sam linebacker, and starts and is good going forward. And I think that because Ryan Nielsen has these elements within his defense to try to make CJ Stroud uncomfortable, I think that that bodes well. I have a lot of confidence in what Ryan Nielsen can do as a coordinator, and I believe that the talent is there to make him uncomfortable. Can they do it? We're going to find out. And this game, which, again, if you go back to May, probably write a big fat W next to it. And now you might write a question mark because Houston looks pretty good. And I do think that the Falcons are hungry. I think they are the more talented team. I think they have really good schematics, and they're back at home. And I think that this is one where we're going to need to see them execute better earlier and flip some of these numbers that you and I have been talking about.
2: Scott Baer, he's the AtlantaFalcons.com digital managing editor. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page at Scott Bear NFL, and he joined join me here on the com hotline. Scott, buddy, appreciate uh, the time on the show. Thank you so much, and uh, we will certainly chat again soon. 100%, man. Love the conversation. Appreciate you. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. When we come back, I'll react to what happened on Sunday and thoughts moving forward, thoughts all around the bend, and we'll get to it from there during the key of studios sports written after the game let's see that coming